Last time we talked on Kingdom Speak, we had Pastor Wade Townley on who was going off on evangelism. And wouldn't you believe it, he went ahead and broke his promise to tell us about the apple. So we're back again for part number two with Pastor Wade Townley on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back, everyone. Pastor McKillop, Pastor Townley. Uh, let's start where we left off. Go ahead, Pastor. We are here with an, with an objective. Oh, We're man. looking. There's an apple in this somewhere. I think so he had this thought of he wanted to get on twice. Right. right. Exactly. Absolutely. That's right. Hey, you get paid twice, man. Hey, hey, don't be bringing pay into this now. Don't be bringing pay into this. I wish, I really wish everybody could have enjoyed even the discussions that have gone on outside of the recording. But um, you've, you raised so many, so many pertinent points in, in our previous podcast. And I want to kind of tag in on one, Pastor Townley, and then have, have you respond to it. Um, we're all familiar with the story of Moses and the fact that Moses was born to be the deliverer of Israel from Egyptian bondage. And the fact that um, after 40 years, for whatever reason, and that's an interesting discussion for another day, it entered into his heart to visit the men and the people that God had called him to deliver. And so the Bible says that he goes and visits those people. And when he visited them, he saw them being afflicted. He saw them being taken advantage of by their taskmasters. And the, the calling that he had, um, or to tag into last week's um, discussion, the gifting, maybe, that he had rose to the surface and he slew those taskmasters in defense of people that he was called to deliver. We understand that the timing of this was off and he ends up going out to the wilderness for 40 years so that everything can realign. And there's an interesting scripture here that the Bible says that God, towards the end of that 40-year stint in the wilderness, God visited the people. Now, interestingly enough, he visited them while they were still in the mud pits. He visited them while they were still building Egyptian houses and gathering straw. They didn't even realize it, but he was visiting them. The point I want to bring out of this and ask you, Brother Townley, is this, that it, it, it's not until that moment that Moses goes back and visits the same people, but it's different this time. When he goes back, he is now visiting people that God has visited. And the, and the response was entirely different. It's, it's as if they were ready for his visitation because God had visited them. Do, do you see any, any parallels with this or any application um, tying back into what we discussed in our previous podcast with this and evangelism and my responsibility? Um, with, with carrying out evangelism in my community. 
Absolutely. You know, the scripture that comes to mind when you're asking that is um, John chapter 12, 32, uh, where he begins to say, and if I be lifted up uh, from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. So the context of where he says, I will draw all men. It's so important that we understand it's not our responsibility to draw them. You know, Moses, it looked like, wanted to step in. He knew his calling. Sure it did. But though they weren't yet, it wasn't timing. Yeah. And and so no man can come to the Father. Uh, that's John six forty four. I notice a lot of these verses are coming out of John. Uh, John six forty four says, No man can come to me except the Father which sent me draw him. So number one, due to the work at Calvary, Jesus gives us an absolute assurance. He will draw all men. All men. That means wow. if he's a bushman, that doesn't, that means every, can, can and this has kind of been in my mind. Can you imagine how you would see the world if you looked and every person that you saw today whether you were standing in the middle of a mall, standing in the middle of a grocery store, wherever you are, if you had the awareness and the revelation that either Jesus has called them, is calling them, or will be calling them. Mm. Yeah. And if you stood and looked at the harvest, because every individual is potential harvest in the eyes of God for he said it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance so if we come with the mindset that every person Mm. has been is being or is going to be and I want if they I'm trying to find the one that is being called right now wow so I am looking for the man Sorry to jump on you there, but I I want to make sure. I am looking for the man God is drawing instead of trying to to drag a man to God that God hasn't visited yet. Interestingly enough that you would use that term drag because the actual definition of where he says, I will draw all men, that term literally means to drag. And a second wow. definition means to an internal pull. So he said, if I am lifted up, I will create an internal pull that will drag that man. Okay, that's the man I'm looking for. Wow. I, I'm not mm. wanting to go out there and try to force a man and harass a man and try to make somebody want what they don't want. I'm looking for the one that's looking for him. Yes, sir. And so in, in the, go ahead. Um, so does everybody get the drag at the same time? Or is everybody entitled to a drag in their life? Scripture says, I will draw all, all men. men. All that men. means somewhere in a person's life. And that's the reason why if you're, an, if you're a soul winner, if, you, if, you, if you're there to win someone at any given day, wherever you are, airport, uh, a grocery store, whatever you're doing, 
I'm looking for the one that he's dragging. Yeah. But I've got wow. to communicate with him. I've got to communicate with that person. You know, uh, when I'm just saying, you go walk the street, and if there's a man that's got another man by the neck, and he's dragging that man down the street, you pretty well know, hey, it's pretty obvious because yeah. you can see it, okay? Sure. But in the spiritual realm, it's a little different than that. But here's what I would like to encourage the church as a whole to do is lift up your eyes because spiritually, he said, I'm dragging men by you. And wow. that man may not be hungry today, but tomorrow may be the day that he's got his internal hook in his spiritual soul and is dragging him by you. Wow. And if you if you can recognize the spirit's drag, man, it's gonna pull you. Look at look at Peter on the rooftop. He's spiritually, he's praying, he's and all of a sudden there's Cornelius and God's got him and and man there's this there's this drag going on and Peter, don't you worry about it. You get up and go. Don't you ask anything. Then you got Ananias. Hey, you go down there. I got Paul. I got a, I got a hook in his gut. And man, he, he's praying. He's like, but don't you know about, I mean, all the reasons why. And all of a sudden he's saying, wait a minute. I visited him. And like wow. Pastor McKillop said, hey, you don't, you don't want to try to work with a man that God hasn't visited yet. But here's the key. How is God going to visit that man? Here's the key. He said there'll be a day when you would see and there would be a man that would say, uh, you know what? When I was hungry, you, you gave me food. When mm. I was clothesless, you gave me clothes. And when I was in prison, you visited me when I was. And they said that voice would come back and said, when did we visit you? Yeah. He said, I'll tell you when you did it when you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. So again, I think that, uh, which brings us to a, a very important part, is how we perceive the harvest. You can't go out there thinking everybody is ready right now, but somebody's ready right now. That's, and to me, that's the perspective that I like to take out every day with me is that, you know what? No, I'm not saying everybody in my city is hungry. But what if there's one? Wow. And what if the Lord's going to bring that one by me today? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the one that he's dragging by me. So all, all men are drawn, but it is, it's our responsibility, our responsibility to make sure all men are visited. You know, here's one of the scriptures he says, and I'm going to may take it out of context here, he says, but... Pure religion. Yes. Is to visit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Visit the widow and the fatherless. Yeah. But that's a pure religion, somebody that's willing to sit down. And you know, let me let me pass this one to you and help me out here. But he said, if I be lifted up, and that particular verse says, signifying by which death how Jesus would die, lifted up. Well, that's striking a chord in my heart today. Mm. Lift it up. Lift it up. He says, look, guys, you got to lift up your eyes. Mm. Wait a minute. Same terminology is if I be lifted up, I'll draw. 
But the lifting up is signifying how you're going to die. And the reality of it is if we're going to be soul winners, we're going to have to lift up our eyes, meaning we're going to have to be that grain of wheat that falls into the ground as well and sacrifice our time, sacrifice our effort in the context of being lifted up. I think that lifted up has a lot more connotation to it than just, well, I'm just looking different. No, there's a spiritual significance of lifting up your eyes. Are you are you tying that? And if you're, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to to say that you are. I'm just thinking as I'm hearing you talk about this. This has got to be connected to take up your cross. That's the significance of you. you part of your cross is to finish his work. Wow. Now, and, and so here's the thing. You could take the two extremes here in evangelism. You could say, you know what? God does it all and he doesn't need me. Or you could say, hey, bless God, it's all my responsibility. And if I, if it's up to be, it's, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. And, and those are, you know, principles in it's not taken to the extreme, you got to find that happy medium there is where he did the work where James says, you show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. In the context of showing your faith, man, I'd sure want somebody, I wouldn't want anybody wondering if I had been working or not. Wow. And, and, and if my city's soul depended on, their salvation depended on me, I guarantee you I'd want it at the end of the day somebody to say, well, I promise you if there was a hungry soul in that city, they'd have found it. Because show me your faith. I don't think it's wrong for, you know, just because God's doing the drawing doesn't mean we don't have to go out into the field with the sickle and harvest it. Well, he is looking for laborers. <laughs> he didn't use that word accidental. No, he didn't. He said the harvest is plenteous, but the, you know, I, I would just want it to be known at the end of my span of I'm working that you don't have to wonder if the effort's been put into testing the fruit, so to speak, seeing if the harvest is ready. Jesus said, don't say that uh, there's four months and then the harvest. He said, I, don't say that. And there are paradigms and prisms through which we see the harvest. And Jesus addresses that. He said, you got to be careful what you say. So the instructions in the harvest are this. Don't push harvest to the future. So don't try to say, well, nobody in my wow. city wants what I've got. That's an unverifiable statement. You cannot verify it. But I have the word that says all men. That means somewhere at some time in every human being's life. That means with an assurance that the worst of the worst has been drawn at one time. That wow. means every human being has been drawn at one time. Hmm. So don't push harvest to the future. Go find where the harvest is ripe. And so how do I do that? It's how you look. Now, lift up your eyes, look on the fields. They are white, ready to harvest. Don't say when they're ready. Say when God draws them. I want to be ready to help save them. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so the emphasis has got to be on, I want to be ready when they're ready. 
They, there will be a moment. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to respond to that. They may, they may resist the draw. Well, it, but it, it almost, and pardon the analogy here, but it's almost a, a dancing, if you will, of, 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 of heaven and earth, humanity and deity. We are labors together with Christ. With Absolutely. Christ. So the way that you are unpacking this approach to evangelism, it's, it's letting me know that my responsibility is to make sure that when God's dancing, I'm dancing. Oh, wow. The ebb and flow, I think you, right. you all have so right. capitalized on it, catching the wave. You know, mm. ebb and flow. Right. Well, okay, that same ebb and flow is in harvest. That same wow. ebb and flow. And so people say, well, how do I know? You know, and here's the thing. I truly believe in the heart of every saint of God. There is a desire to do it because he said, you shall be. And so if I'm not being productive as I want to be, then God teach me how to be productive, which then equates to that ebb and that flow in our daily life. So here's the deal. Okay. And and I believe that in in our questioning we want to know what is the what is the setting that I can know that he is drawing that person. When's that uh, moment? Yeah, because uh, if I could jump in here and give a personal <laughs> a personal example. Um I remember being with you in Bangor and we were going into Starbucks and th this is going to look bad on me and good on you. So you owe me one. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we were walking in and I'll be honest with you. I didn't have harvest on the mind. <laughs> I was going in for a coffee and the way that the Starbucks is laid off is when you come through the, you know, there's like the two sets of doors. There's a that entryway there. And when I walked through the door, there was a lady that was coming out, a younger lady, and, and you, Brother Talley, I don't even know if you remember this, but you were following me in. You're allowed to go in restaurants? <sighs> that's back when. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's back when. That's, that's pre-COVID-19. Tell me about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Even right now, if we were saying that evangelism was door knocking, we'd probably have a whole lot higher oh, Lord. <laughs> participation. Before you bring your gloves, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No. So I remember... Opening the door, I wasn't ignorant. I wasn't, you know, I was a Christian, or at least I, I thought I was. I, I held the door for her. She stepped out, and um, he was doing, you were doing the same. And she walked out. I walked on into the restaurant, walked up to the to the counter, and, and I turned to speak to you, and I look, and you're not there. And so I look around the restaurant quickly and step back to the door and you are outside talking to this lady that had just walked by me. So obviously, and I'm saying this because we mentioned this in the last episode that guilt is a big factor here. I think we all need to understand that we could hone the skill. What was it that I was missing? And you were probably heading there when I jumped on you to give this, um, this example today, but I, I wanted that to be out there because I want, I want average people, average apostolics to know 
that, that even preachers are missing it at times if we're not careful. So what was it that triggered it for you that I overlooked the same girl, I've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the Holy Ghost? What was it? And don't take me behind confess. the woodshed too hard no, here. But no, I I must <laughs> confess I don't. I'm, I'm struggling to even recall that setting. It happened. But uh, I believe you. <laughs> in the <laughs> sense, I think there was a moment that we had a, a gentleman that came in there one day as well. We happened to be on there another occasion, and come to find out, uh, started talking with him. Uh, anyway, I've had some good Bible studies at uh, Starbucks. And uh, is that all you the, do? The, yeah, well, you know, uh, pretty much. <laughs> it's heaven or harvest. I'm trying one? to get my pokes in when I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, th this, you know, is it a, a gift? Again, I think we talked about honing that gift. There are preachers that get up to preach, and man, you know it. You're watching the anointing falls on them, and man, it's like catch the wave. You got to go right there's the that's it. And right. then others kind of. Well, they just kind of go right through that, you know, right. singing, particular song setting where the Holy Ghost is falling. Man, they'll just shut it down or, or just go right by it. And you're like, ah, you, that, that, that's where it's at. Well, mm -hmm. why why are you so keen on that is because we've, we've, we've worked at honing that moment. And that's where I would say hone that moment. So, okay, can, can you help me with that? How do I exercise okay. that? Is it, it here's. Here's a moment. If your eyes are open at all times, and it must be in all times, you're not a soul winner occasionally. Wow. Neither are you a Christian occasionally. Neither are you wow. holy occasionally. You're holy because he is holy. You're a Christian because you're Christ-like, and you're a soul winner because that's what you are 24 hours a day mm -hmm. on an airplane, sitting in an airplane. Somebody sits down beside you. It ought to be in your mind. God, is this the one that I need to explain Acts 2.38 to? Uh, God, is this the one? What if you just had, and, and of course, that's the reason why I've worked so hard and it took me about 10 years to really hone a particular series of questions, about five simple questions to help me to work through that moment, okay? Awkward introductions and things like that. But how do we know? Here's what I want to say. This is a spiritual, this is as spiritual as as anything else you'll do. It's as physical and as common and as human as how you doing? God bless you. Good to see you today. That's as simple as it is. But then what comes with that when you right. reach that moment? It's at that moment. Uh, have you ever been reading the Bible? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you was just reading it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you could almost feel it coming before you read it. You, you felt tears sure. well up. Sure. You felt something come in your chest. And you're just like, man, I feel I need to pay attention right here. God's trying to talk to me. Okay. Then, then maybe uh, you've driven into a city. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe you started crying. Maybe you woke up in the night maybe you had a dream and you said man what's this feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling something there's something there there's a there's mm. God's trying to talk to me where did we get that that didn't happen overnight that came because you were prayerful that came because you were studying his word that became because you were sensitive and I'm saying 
that when we lift up our eyes, that moment, capture that experience. And when you capture that experience in other areas of your life, pray that God will duplicate that in the area of evangelism. Yes. And that's, that's, first of all, seeing it, the potential that every person, you know, they say, don't, don't get within six feet of each other. I'm telling you, if you're within six feet of me, I'm zoning in on you to see you're if fair you're game. the one. Yeah. You're fair game, brother. Three-foot rule, you're going to get talked to. Why? Because I got to test, is this the fruit? Is this the one that's hungry? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You know, um, I've been just looking for a for a scripture here, and and I'm 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 not being able to pull it up on the fly. But uh, and it is not bodily exercise profiteth little. <laughs> but but it's speaking of exercising that gift. So really, it's it's something that the more we work it, obviously, um, leading Holy Ghost Church, being sensitive to the anointing while preaching, um, those are all gifts that 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 are exercised so really what you're describing is that that we just need to keep working at it yeah and don't don't guilt yourself into it there's not a True. one time that that you know you look at someone and you say well they they could have they could have they could have carried that that wave just crested right there and you say wow they could have carried it right there it, it doesn't you know the only difference is here is that if we don't catch that crest, that soul could be lost. Wow. I, I gotta, and that's not a guilt factor. Again, that's mm-hmm. not, but that should encourage me. That should drive me to 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 want to get that. I want to I wanna be there. And just like in a service, if that person doesn't get that, if we are not careful in leading them, then somebody may miss out on a wonderful touch of God in their life. So I got to ask you, is, is, is this a good spot for you to like give us the apple? Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't you, know how you many haven't given us have the it. apple. It's been a while. Look, this is only our third podcast. And if we start lying to people this bad, they won't listen our, anymore. Our lights are running out of batteries here. We've got to get this uh, show on the road, as they say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, and so so that leads to the point of is God drawing them? With then leads to the point of of how do we how do we test that? How do we test it? And right. uh, at Trilogy, uh, which is an apple orchard, and of course here in the New England area, we uh, have apple orchards and Trilogy's right out uh, right outside of Bangor here. And uh, there was a lady that was explaining all the different types of apples. And and so I'm not a master of apples. I simply know I like a good one. And my favorite one is a Honeycrisp apple. I get those at Walmart, by the way. Uh, nonetheless, still? Uh, I still do that, yes. <laughs> I've got apples in my front yard, but I'm not a good enough husbandry to be able to <laughs> take care of them. So uh, she was telling us, you know, how they know when an apple is right and apple cider and everywhere. It's just fall of the year beautiful so uh we were i was listening attentively to her she said you know when how do you know when an apple is ripe and she says that they would twist the apple once and if within 
three twists. The apple falls into your hand. You know the apple is ripe. Okay. Wow. Now, here's the key. Number one, you don't want to just walk away from someone because you you touched them or you twisted. You felt to see if they were ready. They might not have been ready. But if they're ready, if they'll be, it'll be easier if God has visited them back to the original, you know, statement in question. Right. You want a, an apple that has made itself ready, so to speak, through the natural. And then once it falls out, you don't have to break the branch off. You don't have to to, to harm the tree <laughs> to get to the fruit. Well. I'm just going to say when God has worked on that fruit and the only way you're going to be able to know if that fruit is ready is you got to visit with them. It, it may take a couple of questions and generally that's the way I'm going to do it. If I'm going to, how's your day? How's it going? Mm. And within two to three, four questions, there'll be a little radar that's going off on the inside. Just like, how do you know? Well, how do you know when you start singing a song in service and the presence of God sweeps through a room because you are waiting to see if that was the right song? Mm. Well, I'm telling you wow. that just like you can know it's the right song, it's the right theme, I can tell you, you can know it's the right soul, it's the right heart. Well, it's almost then it's unfair. People look at you and say, man, why is the move of the Holy Ghost there? Because we were, we were sensitive to it. We were working. This didn't right. happen overnight. Right. Neither does evangelism, but there was a honing in. There was a sensitivity. And um, again, wow. it's waiting for the Holy Ghost to draw them, but you be ready when he does draw them. That's the key. And at that moment, we would be doing both the will and the work of God. Thanks again for joining us on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Wasn't that a great time uh, listening to Pastor Townley? Man, this guy can go off on evangelism. We're going to have him back again soon, so watch for that. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tell everybody you know about it. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon.